Okay. Welcome, welcome to tonight's edition of Sunday Night Novi, as we are back with a brand new start, a new safer. Uh, tonight's Novi, she a prophetic vision in the 21st century, the, the message of Novium Rishonim, the story of the Book of Shmuel. The series will focus on Shmuel Hanavi, the author of the Book of Shmuel, I should add up until obviously that he passes away, sent us many messages for our time. Uh, the series will, will continue to be dedicated with Zecha Nishmas, Harav Yerachmiel, Ben Aaron Mayer, um, and this year's, of course, live, as well as you are, many of you are on Zoom along this network. Uh, okay, um, so just, uh, just note the time for Sunday night going forward. Uh, it's about 8.45, I guess it'll just five minutes each week as Minchamara maxes out at about 8.15, 8.20. So, uh, so, you know, 10 to 9, 5 to 9 will probably be the latest. We'll, we'll get started. Okay. All right. I want to talk about one of my a- absolute favorite people in this whole whole existence of our people, Shmuel Anavi. And as, as I always tell people, I, ha- I have my top 10 people who are beyond the obvious people. Now, obviously, Moshe, Aaron, Avram, Yitzchok, Yaakov, you know, obviously those people are obviously have to flow to the top of your list. But I'm, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the obvious people. I'm talking about people who who made such an impact in their generation that 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 we must, must learn from their greatness. And as I've said a hundred times, and I'm going to keep saying it, in my opinion, Shmuel Anavi was one of the great people ever to walk this earth. What and what we we will now really so so we didn't really get his greatness from Sefer Shoftim, although he's the author of the Book of Shoftim, and we don't see his greatness clearly from Megillus Rus as well, which he's also the author of. Um, although um, we spoke a little bit on Shavuos about the significance of how he presented the story of Rus. As a as a as a highlight of the importance of Torah Shabbat Peh and, and 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 how people have to uh, you know recognize David Amel. So, but that's a subject that we'll talk about later on, uh, many weeks down the road when we get to the story of David Amel. So we'll talk about that role that and that significance that Shmuel Novi has there. But what made him great, as we're going to see, is that he 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 met up with people. He analyzed the problems of his generation and of previous generation, the last four hundred years, I might add, and he was determined to do something about it. And and the way he went the way he went about it. Was was so significant, and, and, and he made such an impact on the people that he really that he really changed the Jewish world. He changed the entire. Uh, and this is single handedly. I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about with uh, with the whole Hebra. He did it himself. He single handedly changed the entire topography of the Jewish world um, with his great character and his great charisma. Uh, and, and his great understanding of the Jewish people, uh, of, of what the needs of the Jewish people were. Um, now, now, one of the things that he does, which is so important, is that um, 
he, he plants the foundations that needed to be planted. Whatever David becomes or whatever Shlomo becomes and whatever the base of Mikdash is, it's all because of, of the foundation that Shmuel Hanavi plants. And, and there's a reason why on Friday night we say, Moshe v'yarom v'kohanav, u'shmuel v'koreshimo. In other words, we put Shmuel up there with Moshe and Aaron. That's not an accident. And David Amelech understood. David Amelech understood that whatever he accomplished, he could not accomplish without the contribution of Shmuel Hanavi. And, 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 and his profound impact on the Jewish people changed not just a generation, but changed the entire direction of the Jewish people going forward from, for the next hundred years, uh, for sure. And, and, that's, and, that's, and that's very significant. And, and, and that's why, that, 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 that's what really makes him one of the great people ever to live because of his deep understanding of, of what he needed to do. And, 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 and his, despite his humility, he does not sit on his laurels. He, he goes out there, we're going to see, he goes out there, he goes out, to, he goes out to meet the Jewish people. He has coffee with the Jewish people. He meets them in, in Dunkin' Donuts and in Starbucks. He has talent with them on Thursday night. Um, he, 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 he sits with them at Kiddush's on Shabbos. Uh, at, at, he goes from place to place to place and he talks to people. And, 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 and he, he amazingly turns people to, to Derech Hashem. He turns people to buy in to what Jewish people are supposed to buy into. And it, 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 it is so significant. It is so clear after you learn the book of Shoftim and you see the problems of the book of Shoftim, you see how, how little by little, I'm not saying this, that, that it was a smooth road ahead. The rule was not smooth and we're going to see problems and we're going to, and we're going to discuss the problems. But overall, the road was paved with gold and that gold was, 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 was the Midas touch of Shmuel Hanavi. And, and, and that's what we're going to see. I don't need to tell you that great people don't come in a vacuum. Great people come from great people. That that when you um, when you grow up in an environment that has great people around you, you tend to become great. Gemara made a comment. I think it was in the Daf recently that that like Esav is 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 hard to understand because he grew up with Yitzchak and Rivka. Because normally when you grow up in that kind of uh, environment, you tend to be great. Elkanah and Chana, who were the parents of Shmuel and Navi, each of them were great in their own right. And the house he grew up in, although we're going to see, he mostly grew up in front of the Godel Ador, Elia Cohen, as we're going to talk about soon. Um, but the DNA, if I may, that was put into Shmuel Hanavi was filled with greatness. Chana is going to become the paradigm of tefillah for all our tefillahs. And Chana is going to become the paradigm 
of what it means to daven, what it means to take a, take a crisis by the by the hands, grab it, and do something about it. In her case, it was tefillah that needed to happen. In her case, all the doctors were visited, and all the and all and all the medical professionals were consulted. We'll see. We're gonna get you know jumping a little bit the gun, but we're gonna see that. Uh, we're gonna see a woman who doesn't believe, doesn't know that there's a word in the language called "I give up," or what we call "yeyush" in 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 in, in halachic terms. She doesn't believe there is such a thing. She she doesn't believe that 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 I, that I tried to have children and it's not happening. And okay, forget it. Move on. That's not who Hannah was. She did not believe in that. And she pushed and she pushed and she pushed and she did everything she could. She, I will discuss with you the Gemaras of some of the, some of the things she says to Kodesh Baruch really quite amazing. Um, and it didn't matter. And, 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 and because of it, she had not just Shmuel and Novi, she had many children afterwards. And that's who he comes from. Don't give up. And Shmuel Hanavi took that attitude towards the people. Don't give up. Elkanah, we're going to see soon, that he was very mocked to be Ola Regal, that he used to go to the Mishkan in Shiloh, um, you know, every year, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot. And, and it wasn't just, but Chazal tell us that he took a different route every time. Because every time he, he took a route and people ask him, you know, Vonnegut, you know, where are you going? And he said, well, I'm going to the, to the Mishkan to, to serve a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And then he would turn to the people and say, why don't you come with me? Why don't you join me? And let's go together. And then, and then the next time we go a different route and bring a different group of people. And, and, and he was Makariv Al Yisrael. This is who Shmuel Hanavi grows up with. These are his parents. So, so not to take anything away from him, because we, we will not, but, but it's understandable <laughs> to see a great person come from great people. Um, it's such a lesson for ourselves, ladies and gentlemen, about the role models that we must, must be for our kids. We must be rolling. Kids need to see our commitment. Uh, whatever it is, uh, you know, not just Yiddish, Yiddishkeit, uh, whatever, everything. You know, commitment to care, commitment to, to do chesed, commitment to, to learn, commitment to daven, commitment to, to be kind people, you know, what, whatever it is. When they see us doing it, they, they don't just do it, they want to do it because they want to emulate us. They want to. They want to make us proud. They want. They want. They want us to be what we. You know, and and, and as I said in the Perkeiavos year, it's not just our biological children. It's everybody. If people walk into shul and they see a certain behavior. They want to emulate. The kids want to emulate that. They see this real davening. If they see that there's this, you know, uh, and people are singing or people are into it, they get into it. And they'll daven, and they'll want to be, and then they'll want to be the chazanim when they become bar mitzvah. It's, it's all of us. It's not just our biological kids. Obviously, our biological kids are very important, 
but very important. We're all role models. Hamidu Tamidim Harbi. I said that over yesterday in Perky Officer, that we have all many students. It's not just talking to the Rebbe's and the teachers and the Moras. It's talking to all of us. We all have to have students. We all have to have people that want to emulate us. So when you have parents like Elkanah and Chana, so there's no doubt, there's no, there's, it's not a shock that Shemuel became the great person uh, he did. So he had a, a family that was committed towards the growth of Am Yisrael. And, 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 and that's, that's the, the scene that, that Sefer Shemuel begins with. Um, we do need to talk about uh, why we read this Haftorah on Rosh Hashanah. So, of course, there's the, the, uh, the obvious reason the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah on Daf Yud says that there are three women that were, that who all had, tr- had trouble um, in childbirth, and all three of them gave, gave, became pregnant on Rosh Hashanah in their own time, Sarah, Rachel, and Chana. So Sarah, we read, uh, you know, the first day, Rosh Hashanah, we read that on the first day, Rosh Hashanah, and, um, and of course, we read, uh, the, this is the Haftorah for the first day, Rosh Hashanah, the story of Chana, and Rachel, we read on the second day, Rosh Hashanah, and the Haftorah, Rachel Mevakah, so this is the backdrop uh, of what Sefer Shmuel is. Very interesting, Rashi. The first Rashi makes the following comment. He says, All of this goes in order. Moshe passed on the Torah to Yeshua. The Yeshua is the Canaan. And the Zikanim, Yeshua gave it to the Zikanim, to the elders, to the leaders. And each shofet passed it on to the next shofet. Until it reached Eli Akohen, we're going to read about soon. And from, from, there, from there we have Shmuel. So what Rashi is telling us is that you have to also look at, the, at Sefer Shmuel or I guess I guess all the Nabi, as a continuity of the Masorah. It's not just a history book. It's not just telling us the stories of what happened, how it happened, why it happened, but it's also it, it interwoven in, in learning the Sefer, you have to see the passing on of the Masorah, of the torch of the Torah that, that started from Moshe and is now being passed on through the generations. So that, that's a very important idea as well. So now, so let's begin. And let, let, let's, see, let's see what happens here. Uh, just, uh, just as you mentioned, that uh, Shmuel, oh, one other point. Uh, Shmuel Hanavi was a descendant of Korach. Right? <laughs> Says of Nei Korach, Lo Mesu. Right? The sons of Korach. Didn't die. It's, uh, it's Machokis, two days in Rashi. Uh, whether that means they really didn't die, or or or, or they were had an elevated place in Gehenna, that, that, that so they didn't, they didn't they weren't fully go down like their father. But what I, I, I'm not really sure what that means. But but the bottom line was that there were descendants of Korah, and one of the descendants of Korah is Shmuel So 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 let's think this out for a moment. That's <laughs> why you're not allowed to give up on people. So there's a Gemara in. There's a Gemara in Megillah 
that that um, that art scroll in its introduction to Megillus Esther jumps on. Um, the the Gemara talks about something called what well, art scroll uses this term, not the Gemara. They call it something called misplaced mercy, right? Uh, that there is a concept uh, when to have mercy and when to not have mercy. So the Gemara says that that um, Shaul Melech, as we'll learn about in this Sefer, was not supposed to have compassion on Amalek, and from him came Haman. David, who was cursed by Shemi ben Gera and, and, and waited and didn't do anything to him, from that came Mordechai. So sometimes you have to know when to no, so I, I, I'm just telling you this in the context that, you know, Korach was Korach, and Korach did a terrible rebellion against Moshe, but nonetheless, nonetheless, from him came Shmuel. We don't give up, you know, we don't give up, you never know, you never know what contribution people will have. Shimi, Shimi ben Gera, who cursed David greatly, and David really could have killed him on the spot, later on his great descendant was Mordechai Yehudi. So you never know. You, you never know. And that's why we can't always uh, figure out. And even if people aren't so great, but sometimes sometimes they contribute things that we don't realize or, or, or later generations, they contribute things that are, are significant. So by he, so anyway, so that means Shmuel Anovi was a lady. By he, so they lived in a place called uh, Ramasayim, Rama, in, in the mountains of Ephraim. Ushmo Elkana, Ben Yeruchan, Ben Elihu, Ben Tohu, Ben Sov, uh, Ephrasi. Okay, so they were, they, they were, they were in the area in the land of, of Ephraim. So, the, so what exactly is this Ramos? So, so the, the, the first them say it was two hills. Um, if you look at Rashi, that they saw each other. Now, now, now I'm not sure what, what the significance of that is. Uh, literally, that means the two heights looking, thus Elkanah lived on one of the two hills, separated by a valley that were opposite one another. So that a person standing on one hill could see the other person clearly. Midrashically, the term describes the greatness of Elkanah. The letter Resha Ramasayim has the numerical value of 200. The rest of the word Matayim can be as uh, 200. The word Sofib can be tr- translated as seers, prophets. Thus, Elkanah described as one of the 200 people who prophesied in his time. So we know that Elkanah was a Navi. But uh, anyway, that's where they lived. Okay, now here's how this goes. Right. So the Radak points out on the word sofim. Sofim means to see, a visionary. Right. So so the Radak points out Yeshlafores sofim neviim, meaning that uh, that he was he was a navi. Right, and, and the Radak also points out Levi Haya, that he was a Levi, Bahaya Gar Eretz Ephraim, and he lived in the land of Ephraim. The Afshar, Kilatamza, Nisma, Maisep, Elegish, Pagiva, the Sipor Azeb, Dor Elkanava, Toldo Shmua, Shagam, who Levi, Haya, who Ger, Biakase Har Ephraim, who may see Baso, Baal, Ragadola, Israel, 
Meaning, so Radak points out that this comes right after the terrible story of Pilegesh Begiva, and out of that bad story came comes a good story, which is the birth of of Shmuel Hanavi. So, so that's what Radak points out. Okay, so now below Shtei So the Navi tells us he had two wives. Right, one was Chana and one was Penina. So it says that Penina had children and Chana did not have children. So right away, I think you get the idea that there's potential tension. Right, so, so we know already from the Chumash that after Leah, started having children. So Rachel gets very upset, not at Leah necessarily, but, but Rachel goes to um, Yaakov and says, have a leave on him, right? Give me children. And if you don't, if you don't give me children, I'm going to die. So that, that's, you know, that's right away. Uh, uh, Rachel's reaction to Leah having all those children. And of course, Yaakov responds, you know, you know, am I, am I in the places, like, uh, do I have that power? Like, you're coming, you're complaining to me, like, what do you want from me? So Yaakov gets very angry at that. Rochel for saying that, but but we see that that it, it created tension. That the fact that she was unable to have children uh, created tension. And, and, it's, and throughout the ages, it's been a a an item that's created a lot of tension for for women who who struggle with with, with uh, fertility. Uh, Baruch Hashem, today we have uh, the Pua Institute, which has done uh, tremendous work on on Jewish infertility, and and they have helped uh, many couples uh, over over the years. Um, it's run by Rabbi Weitzman in Eretz Yisrael ha- have children when they couldn't have children before. Uh, so we, we we made a lot of advancements in, in this area, and and I think you know we see we see all the way back to the time of, of the Tanakh. We see Rachel, we see Hannah that that not having children or Sora Sora with Hagar. I forgot, I forgot about that one. Sora with Hagar. We see that 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 inability uh, not to have children is is a great great tension that. That has plagued many women, and you know, Baruch Hashem. Today, we've have we've made a lot of inroads in being able to help women who struggle with infertility, to uh, or couples, I should say. It's not always the women um, that that uh, struggle with infertility to to help make that difference because it is a great, great uh, stress on on a marriage. It's a stress on a self esteem of 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 a, of a woman. Who, who's, who keeps trying and, and doesn't have that ability. And, and, and that was a tension that we see as early on in history. We see it with Sarah, we see it with Rachel, we see it here, here with Chana, uh, uh, that, that, you know, that, that it's, it's a struggle. And it's, it's, it'll, be, it's just, it'll be interesting, we'll see that some of Chana's reaction to, to some of what, what's going on and how she talks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on this topic. And, and and that that's that's very important. So so anyway, so so the Novi lays the foundation of now obviously Shmuel Novi is talking about his own roots, 
um, he lays the foundation for for a, a confrontation between two two women. Um, it's very interesting that the Gemara in Yubamas uh, uses the term sara sadi reish hey to describe um, when a man was married to more than one woman uh, that each of them are are, are called a tsara <laughs> because <laughs> because there's a there's a tension you know there's potential tension one out tries to outdo the other uh, and you know obviously with, with children you know it, it, it's it's very clear from Rachel you know that Rachel felt tremendously inferior to her sister uh, when when she was not able to have children and sorrow with Hagar you know uh, that tension that existed that 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 inferiority you know Sora says it straight you know Hamasia Lecha you know that 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 she tells Abram I'm very angry you know Nasata Shiv Shiv Chasiviyadeh Hara you know, and I see she's pregnant, but give now, and you know, and I become like light in her eyes. So we see that tremendous drop in self-esteem when Hagar becomes pregnant uh, of Sarah, and in and the, you know that great tension that that exists, and that's that's the story of Penina and Hannah as well. Um, but we're going to see the the great efforts of Hannah to to not leave this earth without without having a child, and she'll see she had many children. So that's so that's right away the pasuk introduces us to that to that idea. So then uh, then then the the Novi tells us right? It says that the he would go from his city from time to time He would go and he would would go to the Mishkan in Shiloh. Visham Shnei Bnei Eli, and then the, there was the, was the two sons of Eli, Chavni Upinchas Kohanim Lashem. So the two sons of Eli were were Kohanim Lashem. So so what's going on here? So the Radak points out the Allah. So this is what Elkanah would do each and every year. The Mishkan was in Shiloh. They tell they tell me that to, they tell me today, and I haven't seen this live, that the shul in Shiloh today is built to look like the Mishkan. That whatever the dimensions of the Mishkan were, because they have the dimensions, um, that's what uh, that's that's how the shul in she, when they when they retook the city of Shiloh, I guess after the Six Day War, um, that the shul looks like the Mishkan. This is interesting. Anyway, Shaya Ola Lashilo Lisbo. Umasha Ama me Iro. so so why why did so the Radak asked the question, why does it know that you have to say he went from his city? Well, where else would he go from if not from his city? So what why why did why does it know that you have to point out his city? So he so he says, I mentioned this before, Shaya Mizares Bene Iro Laalos. It says that that um, that he would encourage the people of his city to come and join him, to go to be Ola Regal, to go to the Mishkan, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, like he was doing. He, you know, he'd walk around and say, come on, guys, we got to go. We all got to go. You all got to join me on, on the on this on this special trip. Over Darash, and I mentioned this before, Lo B'derech Shaya Ola B'Shana Zu, Ayo Ola B'Shana Acheres. He would never take the same road to Shiloh. 
He would take every year, he would take a different rope. Every year, he would take a different rope. Because wherever route he would go, he would meet different people. And when he would meet those different people, he would say to them, Guys, we have to go to Shiloh. We have to go to the Mishkan. We have to be Ola Regal. We have to bring the special Korbanos of, of Yontif. And we have to celebrate the, the Chagim properly. He was, he was Mizdares. He was, he was encouraging uh, the Jewish people. He was trying to create an environment of Avodah Hashem. He was trying to create spirituality in, in, in the lives of the Jewish people. And, and, and he was very successful. In doing that, it says Lish Tachabot Lisboa, Lish Palel Lifnei Hashem. Says that the Daven, the Radak says they went to 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 Daven. Uh, right, Lisboa Hashem Zeva Chamoed. Right to give the korban of the Moed. Over the Rash Rabbi Lai B'Shem Rabbi Itzchak Shkula Tfila Kenegid Akrabana Shenema. It says that uh, Rabbi Eli says davening is just as important as korbanos because it says to bow and to give korbanos. That davening is even more is even more um, uh, dear than than korbanos. Because it says, first we came, we're, we're going to go to Shiloh, and we're going to bow. Then we're going to give the korbanos. So, so, so the Radak quotes from the Midrashim that we see the, the significance of davening, that davening is, is, is more important. Uh, there is a Medrash, I believe it's Gemara somewhere. Um, I, I don't know where the Gemara is right now. If you know, please tell me. The Gemara says that when um, that a Kaddish Baruch was said to, to David Amelech, that 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 the that, that the sacred Tehillim, all the the shiros and the sishpachos that you have written towards me is more dear to me than all the korbanos that that Shlomo Amelech was going to give in the in the base in the base of Mikdash. That idea that tefillah is so important, you know, you know, it's this is an interesting idea because I know there are people who think that when there was korbanos, people didn't daven. Obviously, that's that's of course not true. Uh, first, you have the Shema every day, and we say we say if you say Ashrei every day, you get Olam Haba. Uh, people daven to things; they needed refuah, they needed uh, they needed health, they needed Pranasa, People daven, so it's not true. So we see Hebrew favorites that, that that they they didn't just go to give korbanos; that they they went and and they and they daven. And we see the import, the importance of of tefillah. So so even even what was interesting, and we're going to talk a lot about tefillah's chana, chana and the impact that the chana's davening had on the rest of our davening all throughout history. But before we even get to that point, already Vinovi is telling us how 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 Elkanah went to Shiloh and 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 he, and he was a role model to how to daven. He was a role model how to give korbanos. Like, like he had a hierarchy of of how things were to be, and he tried to encourage. The Jewish people to gather together in tefillah, uh, and and it's certainly been uh, our our rally call. You know, it's very it's very interesting. If you look at the Makos. What does Bar What does Bar say? He says, "Go out and daven for me." You know, you know that 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 aspect of davening is always is always is always at at the center. 
when Shlomo builds the base of Mikdash, right? Right? Raise up the gates, and uh, you know it was all about davening. As much as not not diminishing the role of korbanos, certainly they play a major role. As as we're learning with Sechus Yuma and Dafyomi, uh, it's, it's it's an essential role. But but the importance of davening should not be underestimated. It's lishtachavos. He went first to daven. Then Lisboach Lashem Swakos Bashilov. And and Eli, Eli's sons, uh, Chafni and Pinchas, just happened to be uh, mentioned here, although we're gonna see uh, they, they had their own issues that we're gonna get to uh, a little later. Oh. Okay, so that was the that was the the great thing that Elkanah did uh, to. So get again, right? So the Barbanel points out that Elkanah took even his young children in order to teach them the value to to fear Hashem, to be in the atmosphere of kedusha. That's uh, very important. Elkanah understood very well the importance of of the of creating atmosphere. To, to be a role model to his children, to that, that you have to, that you always have to know where the center is. You know, I always I always talk about that in Yiddishkeit there are three centers. That we, we, we're always focused on the center. What's the three centers? It's obviously a Kaddish Baruch Hu, Torah and Yushalayim. Right? Those always have to be those always have to be the centers in, in our existence. And Elkanah understood that very much. Now, Vayihayom. Okay, so here we see the beginning of the tension. Uh, Rashi brings down that it was Shavuos. Interesting. So as he said, uh, uh, not Rashi, Radak brings down. Rabbi Shilma Levi Omer, Ze Yoma Shalat Seres. Seres in Chazal Shavuos. So it was, so he came on Shavuos. Uh, Rashi simply says, have a Yom Mu'ada. Right. Rashi acknowledges that it was a Yontif. But he doesn't know which other was. But 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 the Radak quotes from Rabbi Shulam and Levi that he came on Shavuos. Okay, Elkana. So it says that Elkana gave gave korbanos. Right, he gave his korban. Venasan lepnina ishto uluchol banel ubinoseha manos. And he gave from. To Penina, Radak points out, what did he give her? He gave her Minha Shlomim Shayezovea. The Korban Shlomim, which was the, the, the Shalmei Chagiga that you had to bring on Yantif, and you shared that with your whole family. So he divided the portions to, to Penina and all her children. Each got a share of the meat, of the roasted meat of the cor- of the Korban. I say roasted meat, doesn't didn't have only, only on Pesach it had to be roasted. Okay, the rest of the year could have been cooked any way you want it. Um, the Tosis in Arab Sachem says that on the night of Pesach, all meats were roasted, even the Korban Shlomim. But Meikar Adin, the Korban Shlomim itself did not need to be roasted, but assuming it was roasted. Okay. And then it says, so so he gave out, he gave out gifts. Uh, right, so he gave out gifts to, to to his family basically. Uh Ulachana Itain 
manaachas apayim. To Chana, he gave a double portion. Ki eschana ahev, v'ashem sagaris rachma. He he gave Chana a double portion uh, because um, because he loved her, but and as but Hashem had prevented her from from giving birth. Mana achas nichpedes lahashiv apo bekasta. The Radak says that why did he give her an extra portion? Because he wanted that she shouldn't feel so bad. That she should, uh, that she should, um, you know, you know, don't worry. Like I, I, I value you, despite the fact that you haven't given me any children. But I value you, and perhaps even more. And so he gave her a double portion to kind of calm her, to to relax her. Wrote Saloma Mana Kabel Yafos. That like when when she saw the portion that he gave. Gave her, she should have smiled because it was well because because he he he, came, he didn't come to her with a little package. He came to he came to her with a, a, a you know very respectable portion. Over Durash, Mao Apayim, Apayim the saver Panim Yafos, Apayim Kenegapin of Yaldel, Vadani Aviz the Kronam the Vracha Perish, Apayim Kas Glomar, the Kas Hayanosin Lamana Echa Lovat, the Fisha Hashem Yisbara Sagar Es Rachma. The, the Radak gives a whole different shot that says that actually Elkanah was actually angry. Not at Khana, but, but that Elkanah was angry because Apayim doesn't mean anger because we say Harona Po. Uh, we say that the word Harona Po means anger. He was angry at the fact that he was that that to Penina and his and her children he gave out all these portions and he wasn't able to give because he actually favored Chana he liked her better <laughs> that's what it is um, uh, well he says anger but but it means bitter it's saying the cast he says anger uh, frustrated yeah frustrated uh, he says he was sad about it like it, it was an anger and it was a, a sadness that, that he wasn't able to, to give her uh, everything that, 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 she, that she deserved. Um, right, it says that uh, Penina, so, so here we get into a very uh, complicated discussion. Um, it says that Penina would, would sort of uh, provoke her. She would say things to her that would to, to Hannah that would bother her. Bavor har ima, in order to irritate her, to 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 make her upset. Kisagar Hashem biad rachma, because Hashem has closed her womb. So there's a lot of discussion here. Um, did did was Penina doing the right thing? Uh, should she have just left it alone? Uh, so Mitsuda David says that that she would uh, anger her um, with uh, with words. Kaas Tomin, it says, Hai Sa Omerisla, Kum Kanisa Yom, Meo Feris Levincha Gadol, O Khaluk Levincha Katan. Rashi says she would actually torture her and say, Did you did you go to the kids' store? 
and buy any? Did you go to the toy store and buy a toy for the kids? Right? Did you go to the uh, to the one who makes the clothes for the for for the children? Uh, now, Bavor Harima, Shetis Onain, Ravaseno Amru, Bavor Harima, Shetis Palel, or the same Shemayim Niskab. Rashi says, quoting from the Gemara in Baba Basra, that her intentions were pure. Really, what she wanted was trying to, what Panina was trying to do was to push her to doubt it. Um, so the, the question is so it, it sounds like a legitimate idea to, you know, to, to, to push her to Davin, but it doesn't sound to me like it, it, was, the, it was the right way to do things. The, the sages teach that the Satan and his, uh, um, that the Satan and Penina both acted for the sake of heaven. That's by Eo. Baal Shem Tal notes that Penina is, is bracketed with the Satan the very epitome of evil, because good intentions do not justify cruel tactics. Therefore, Penina was severely punished for eight of her ten children, it says, died. So, it's a hard thing, right? Like, you know, Shaduchim is very similar to this story. Right? You know, people start to get married, and and do we forget about our friends? Or do we invite our friends over and do we only talk about buying diapers and buying, uh, um, you know, children's clothes, uh, you know, you know or, or, do, or, do we, or do we create a comfortable environment where people who are not in our situation or don't have what we have, you know, that they feel comfortable? Right and 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 there's a balance that that, that the Novi is telling us here. That on the one hand, based on the Gemara and Baba Basra, maybe Penina was was doing the right thing to kind of stick it to her because she was trying to, to to move her to Davin and say, you know what, you know what, I can't take this anymore. Pray for children. Pray for children. Right, right. There was a. There was a movie. Uh, I I don't remember the movie, but uh, but the um, the woman had a stroke at childbirth, and she had and she couldn't and she lost her ability to walk for a while, and she needed a lot of a lot of PT, and she wasn't so motivated. And then she she had an older daughter, and she went to and she went to some event, and she was in a wheelchair, and you know because people were looking and. And 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 you know you see the scene afterwards. She comes back to the PT and says, "Get me out of this wheelchair! Like make it happen that I start to walk on my own again." You know, so you know sometimes sometimes in life we do need that that push to say it's terrible. Uh, uh, you know, on the other hand, on the other hand, we have to be kind. We still have to, it doesn't give us the right not to be kind. So so I I think there's a balance that the that the Novi is telling us here that on the one hand, uh, when, when Rashi says L'shem Shemayim is Kavna, that she, you know, because we all know the, the expression, the road to Gehenna is always paved with good intentions, right? We, we, we all know that expression. And sometimes the road to Gehenna is paved with good intentions. And, and may, maybe that was a problem here. But at the same time, is it, is it at the same time, maybe when we see someone who's in distress, 
and and we know that there are things they can do to help themselves. So maybe we do have an obligation to, in a nice way, maybe maybe Penina's method wasn't the right way, but we have an obligation in a nice way to say to them, why don't you try this? Why don't you go here? Why don't you come to this? Uh, why don't you, uh, whatever the situation is, why don't you, yeah, why don't you go to my doctor? You know, my doctor is a specialist in that area that, you know, you're not, you're you telling me how you're not feeling well. Go to my doctor. Maybe he'll have a, a different approach than, than what you're getting. And, you know, there's so many things in life that, that, that we have to kind of uh, make it work and try to figure out, you know. So, so, so on the one hand, Penina was, was, was wrong. But, uh, but on the other hand, she wasn't so wrong. Like she, want, she was trying to motivate Hannah to say, to, 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 to look at the situation and say, what am I going to do to get myself out of this situation? And you know what? She daven. <laughs> We're gonna, we'll see next week that she really did daven. And she got herself out of the situation. But at the same time, we also have to be careful how, how we say things. You know, uh, you, you, you know, <laughs> You know, I know, I know. In the shidduch world, people can be very, very nasty, very, very nasty. Can say very nasty things to people, and that's not helpful. And and you know, if you see a guy or you see a, a girl that's you know not, maybe not presenting themselves in the best way, so there's a way. So I'll tell you, per, tell you a personal story, and uh, I'm not ashamed to tell you the story. Anyway, before I met uh, Elishava, I mean, quite a bit before I met Elishava, I was involved in a situation and a didn't end up in a very good way. Uh, it ended up very nasty. And in the chesed of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, the refua for the situation is that I went up to camp. It, 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 all, it all crashed on me. Uh, it was a, a complicated social situation. And it, it all crashed on me right before I went up to camp. So because I went up to camp, had one of the great summers. Uh, I was in Morashah, you know, Masora were my greatest summers, but that was a great summer too. And and, and uh, you know, I was ready to move on when the summer was over. So I remember, and, and I remember Rabbi Billet, who, who I spent many years of my life by. Uh, Rabbi Billet took me, you know, call, you know sent me a message. He was a, he, Rabbi Billet was a more shop person, uh, that he wanted to come and speak to me. And, and, and I remember he said to me, he said, listen, he said, he said, you know, the situation was the situation. But maybe there are, I, and I'll, I'll never forget it. And it was it, it was such a musa because I doesn't know where it was coming from because I had a great relationship at Rabbi Billet. He said to me, maybe there are things that you can look at that you could take away from this situation that, that you yourself could improve on. Maybe there were maybe 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 there were some points. And, and he said, I'm not taking. I'm saying they were right about how it went about. Or, but maybe there were points that you could look at yourself and improve yourself. And 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 you know what? I remember I walked away from that meeting. It was I remember it was in the uh, those of you who were more shop people it was in the HC. It was it was uh, after after uh, a, um, um, AOD um, in, in the HC in, in the, on the boys' campus at Camp Morsha. And I remember I walked away from that meeting with Rabbi Bill, and I said, you know, I really appreciated it because because it, it was said with Derek Ava. It was said in a, in a in a loving manner, and he said. Now think about some of the things that happened, and, and and maybe you know you could you could there are things that maybe you could work on yourself to improve and be better, and so I I think that there is that balance in life that you know so maybe Panina wasn't doing it in the best way possible, 
But sometimes you, you, you need sometimes you need a kick, a kick. Sometimes someone needs to kick you before you wake up and say, you know, I better improve myself. I better I better do better. And and yeah, and you need that, or, or or someone needs to say it to you sometimes, and just in a nice way that you that yeah, you know, things that come out of the heart go into the heart. And 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 I think I think that's the, the story of, of Hannah and Panina. Okay, we're gonna stop here for tonight. Um, Mr. Shem, next week we will continue on this story and we'll continue to explore um the, the story of Hannah with Panina, and we'll get into a little bit of discussion of its connection to Rosh Hashanah and, and, and some of the different ideas. Thank you all for coming on tonight. And in Hashem, we will be continuing throughout the summer. Thank you. Good night.